give Leanne and Adam a hand. That was some amazing praise and worship. And a big happy birthday to Adam for yesterday. Make sure you give him lots of birthday hugs at the end. Adam's such a blessing in this house, hey. And Adam and Lisa are in the family, so bless you, Adam. We're now in for a treat. We have got Ryan Perno bringing the word this morning. He always has a great word to share with us. Let's give him a big hand as he comes up. Thanks, Ryan. Sweet. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I started reading the Bible in 30 days. That, that was my goal to read the Bible in 30 days. And I started in January and um, I'm now up to day six. So <laughs> that's good. <laughs> There's a lot, yeah. Um, <laughs> pardon? <laughs> but I'm trudging through and, you know, I just, I've, um, I'm just up to Judges 6 and I was just thinking about it just then. I'll, I'm actually, yeah, that's where I'm up to, Judges 6. And um, I love it the way that God speaks to Gideon just randomly. He kind of, uh, uh, the Lord appeared to him, this guy Gideon, right? Um, and this is how he talks to him. The Lord is with you, O mighty man of valor. And Gideon said to him, please, my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? And I was just thinking then, you know, that's how God speaks to you. You know, whatever that is, O mighty woman of God. You know, like, so I just, I just my prayer this morning is that we would all uh, get a just different perspective of ourselves. You know, um, we might, even this morning, we might be few in number, but who knows that in this Gideon story, God used a small number to do a great thing. And so, uh, and even when the people went into the promised land, uh, the, what stopped them was that they saw themselves as grasshoppers compared to these giants. And that actually stopped them from um, entering the promised land. And so my prayer this morning is that each of us would get a better perspective on who God is, like um, Sarah was saying, you know, sometimes we talk about how big our problems are to God, but let's get a perspective of how big God is, and then, and then also how big God is on the inside of us. And, you know, God doesn't need many people to change a nation. God doesn't need many people to change our town. He, does, he just needs a few people of faith. He just needs a small bit of faith. And, um, but today I'm going to be talking about the most powerful thing that each and every one of us, hey Blake, um, uh, each and every one of us have in our hands the most powerful thing, okay? And every single person in this room, if you're living and breathing, has it, okay? Uh, even me, even you. It's, it's my secret power and it's your secret power, okay? So everyone's awake, everyone's ready? It's your, and uh, it holds the power, you know, to take wherever you are from, it, it holds the power to take you from where you are to where you want to be, right? It, it, it holds the power to bring someone from poverty-stricken country to being the most wealthy and uh, substantial character there is. Or, and it also has the same power to uh, dismantle families, break, uh, break the strongest of relationships. It can, uh, it can break down churches. It can, break, it, can, it can destroy your life quicker than, quicker than, quicker than it builds your life, okay? And so I'm going to pray. So God, I just thank you, Lord, for, for today, God. I thank you for this moment, Lord. I thank you for these next few minutes, Lord. I pray that, Lord, I've done my preparation, Lord, and I, I just pray, God, you would, you know, uh, supersede 
what I have to say, God, and I pray that you would speak to each and every one, Lord, and we would all have a revelation, God, of who you are in us, God, and who you've called us to be, God, and all that. We, I pray, God, for an unlocking of this gift in each person, Lord, that would be able to wield this gift well, Lord, and would be able to walk into the days to come, God, with, with purpose and with hope and with faith in our heart, Lord. And God, we pray that um, as I go to the Maldives this week, Lord, that everyone's just okay back here in the cold and, you know, you just, you just help them survive this ghastly winter. Amen. I thought I'd just slip that in there. I'm going to the Maldives this week and so, and you guys aren't. Uh, my plane will probably crash now on the way over. Where's my faith now? Man, winter is killing me. Every year, it gets to about now, and you're like, all right, I'm done with winter. What was that? That's, yeah. <laughs> hey? It's okay, guys. Don't be superstitious. You can. <laughs> um, all right. So, does anyone remember the Choose Your Own Adventure books? Put up your hand if you love them. I absolutely love them as a kid. And, you know, if you're anything like me, you would... Uh, you know, it would, what happens, if you don't know, if you're listening to this and you're confused what a choose-your-own-adventure book is, uh, it would stop at a really tense part of the story, you know, just when things are getting spicy, and then it would say, uh, if you want to go Daniel, Daniel, with Daniel to, on a helicopter to Maui, uh, turn to page 86. Or if you want to stay with James at the bus stop, just go to the next page. And so if you're anything like me, you'd put your finger in there and then you know, skip ahead to page 86 and you'd see a short paragraph and it would say something like the helicopter ended up in a volcano and you'd go, oh, well, I'm not going with James to the Maldives or whatever. <laughs> and you would flip back and then keep reading the story. Um, <laughs> don't you wish life was like that? Yeah. Where, you know, uh, where you could, you're about to make a decision, you know, should I do, you know, should I choose this job or should I study this at uni or... You know, should I date that person or should I, you know, go on a holiday there or do this or that? Don't you wish sometimes you could just, you know, skip ahead and go, oh, that ends badly. I'm not going to do that, you know. <laughs> but, you know, life's not like that. We can't, we can't, see, the, we know, we can't see the future. We don't, we don't know what's going to happen, um, you know. And so, unfortunately, we just, we just have to make make decisions, right? And, we have to, and, we, and we're, we're faced with a lot of decisions every day. And a lot of the decisions we make, we don't really know where they're going to take us. We don't know what's around the corner. And, you know, yeah, we're, like I said, we're, we are faced with just decisions, what you're going to eat, who you're going to hang out with. Uh, we are just bombarded with decisions in our life. And so the title of my message today is, if you want to put that up, Eb, okay, choose your own adventure, okay? And so the subtitle is, or the less boring, I mean, the more boring title is The Power of a Decision, okay? But that's really what I'm going to talk about today is the power of a decision. And, you know, that, that is that secret power that we all have to, you know, either it's going to build our life, you know, according to our decisions, or it's going to absolutely destroy our life. And it can, you know, <laughs> some decisions are, are fatal and, you know, so, Yeah. You know, and I believe that the, the ability to choose and this kind of, this gift that God has given us is one of the greatest gifts. You know, it's like, it, what, it's what distinguishes us between robots, you know, or a computer or, um, 
you know, even some animals, it distinguishes us between that and um, who we are as humans because we have the ability to choose. We don't have to do anything. You know, if I wanted to today, I could have just stayed sleeping in bed. You know, we actually get to decide in our life and God has actually gifted us that. And, you know, it's, it, with that comes, you know, great power, comes great responsibility, quoting Spider-Man. Um, <laughs> but, you know, that's, that's, that, that is, I think that's one of God's greatest gifts is we get to choose. And, you know, if, if there was no choice, there would be no love because we get to actually find, discover God's love for us and we get to discover, you know, um, our love for God. And, but, you know, who knows, every superhero needs to learn how to wield our gifts. So I think that's one of our greatest gifts is... Um, just the ability to choose and because you know some people are very gifted in a lot of other areas but if they don't make the right decisions their life's still going to be going down this way and you know I've seen a lot of people who aren't so gifted but they've just stayed committed stayed um, stayed faithful stayed making right decisions and they look back and all of a sudden they're way further than they could ever thought and they you know like some people think you know there was an overnight success but really it was just the daily the daily grind of, of choosing, choosing the right thing. You know, you might look at your health today and think, oh, you know, how did I get here? But to be honest, majority of the time, it's just those daily decisions. It's just the one, one foot in the front of the other. And so sometimes I look at some people and they've, you know, they're pretty well cut. But it's their, da- it's their daily decision. You know, it's, it's the power of the decision and it has, it has incredible uh, incredible power to shape our lives and to take us. So today, I just want to, you guys are the superheroes. I'm just the Yoda up here, just ranting on. And so I just want to help you guys in your decisions. And obviously, man, I'm preaching to myself here. I need all this. And I, um, so, but I just want to be faithful with what I just discovered as I was just reading about this. And I just want to share these kind of tips with you so that you guys can be so uh, successful. I, I, really want, I, really, I really want each of you, and, and me included, that we can live our lives with purpose and we can live our lives with confidence and we can make those decisions. We can be the leaders God's called us to be in our families, in our workplaces, uh, wherever we are, because we're wielding our decisions well, right? And we're wielding that power, that great... You know, because I remember when Spider-Man, obviously this is in the Bible, Spider-Man's not in the Bible, but <laughs> when Spider-Man first discovered he could go, you know, he spent ages in his room kind of wielding the, you know, his, his secret power. So I'm just going to give you some tips, some three, so three, and it comes under categories of three major things about choices, okay? And so if you're writing things down, the first, first thing is we have the freedom to choose, okay? So this is the first thing to understand in our responsibility and the gift of decision in our life. And so it's the first is the freedom to choose. I'm just going to grab a drink while we just ponder that image and just think, what the heck is that all about? Oh, and welcome to everyone who's listening on SoundCloud. All five people. I'm joking. More than five. Um, <laughs> how are we going? Good? Yeah, sweet. Okay, so Genesis 2 verse 9. And out of the ground the Lord made 
the Lord God made to spring up every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life was in the midst of the garden and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And then we're going to skip down to verse 16. And the Lord God commanded the man saying, you may surely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Have we got that? Oh, we don't have verse 17. So it says, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. For in that, through in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. So God in his expansiveness and grace has given us the, free, the freedom to choose, right? And what I love about this verse, and it just shows the heart of God. And so often, what I find crazy is that so often in our minds, we see God as the limiter, the great limiter, you know? And we often see our lives and the way we see religion and the way we see God is completely reversed, right? Because the, what we see here in Genesis, you know, the second chapter of the Bible, we see that God has created all these trees. Like, think about how many, how many trees of option there are, right? Think about it. There's mangoes. Who loves mangoes? Yep, mangoes. Can't wait. Love them. Avocados. Yep, beautiful. Uh, what else is there? Well, we know that, huh? Peaches, bananas. What, what else we got? We've got some apples. feel like Oprah. You guys have some apples. I'll throw an apple at you. No. <laughs> Lemons. <laughs> Man, there's so many kinds of fruits, right? And, and, and then there's just one. There's just one, right? And it's almost like, oh, yeah, but don't eat that one because you're going to die if you eat it, right? Sounds like a pretty good warning. Sounds like, you know, I, I listen to Sarah's message and... Um, she talked about, you know, the restriction and how important that is. And what I love about this is that God has given us so many options. And, but what ends up happening, obviously, in the story is that the devil actually comes in and guess what he does? He's the one who limits us and goes, oh, look at this one tree, the only one you can't eat. Oh. And he puts all our focus on that one thing, whereas we're actually supposed to live life in the expansive options, the freedom to choose, you know, like, dream of what you could be, dream of what your future could be like, dream of what your family could look like, dream of what your business could look like. Just there's so many options and there's so much amazingness in life. And yes, there's things, do not eat, do not do these things because they destroy your life, you know. But to be honest, they're, they're pretty simple. There's just a few main things in every area, you know, don't steal, don't be, you know, like there's just, like there's, but so often we think religion is all about telling us not to do the thing. But guess what? The devil, the devil actually put um, Adam and Eve's focus on the one thing they couldn't do, wasn't it? But it was God who said, look at all these. Check out all these trees. And so may we just have that in our minds, just seeing that God has given us the freedom to choose, you know, like just the abundance of all. Often we see life like, remember the game Minesweeper? You know, we're just so scared that if we touch the wrong if we touch the wrong icon, you know, the whole thing's going to explode. And often we live our life like that. Oh, but if I make that decision, what's going to happen, you know? If, and, we're, and we often think God's like just sitting in the background going, <laughs> you wait until you make that decision. And then we make a decision and then everything explodes and he's like, ha ha, I knew it. You know, God's not like that. God, God life isn't minesweeper. <laughs> Thank God. Like, you know, like it's minesweeper as in we don't know what's next. And so, but... God has given us the freedom to choose. God has given us the, the freedom to live our lives, make choices. Um, and I just love that. I just wanted to talk about that instead of thinking narrowly about God, but just, just think expansively and just dream about what all life could be rather than being scared of, you know, making the wrong decision.
Uh, Colossians 3, verse 23 to 24. Whatever, whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive your inheritance as a reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. Um, yeah, I love this. I love this. Just the imagery of this verse is whatever you do. You know, it's, it's, we get to choose. It's, it's choose your own adventure. God, God gives us the ability and, and um, the capacity to be able to choose. Um, you know, I, I heard that when, is this being helpful? Yeah, cool. Yeah, I just want it to be really practical, you know, like so we can all, each and every single person here can take some stuff home and we can actually go and action all this, right? Um, you know, I read that um, when screenwriters and, you know, authors are trying to make a good, good story, rather than trying to think about a good plot line, what they have to do the most and the most important part is to dream up really cool characters and to actually work on the characters. Because you could put really boring characters in a really exciting story and I guarantee the movie will suck. Because you're like, you can't, you know, I just didn't feel connected to the characters and whatever. But I would go see a movie if Leonardo DiCaprio is on the front cover. You know, because I'm just like, I know it's going to be good. You know, even if it's a bad, and that's gotten me into trouble sometimes because I've watched some movies and I'm like, wow, let's, I can't unsee that. But, you know... <laughs> but the thing is, is that the most important thing is developing the characters, right? And so, so often in life, we think that if we just had a good plot line, you know, if I was, you know, living right on the, be on the beachfront and I had $10 million, then I could live my most glorious life. But what God wants to do is God wants to work on your character because who knows, you can put an awesome character in the boringest plot line and it's going to be an awesome movie because he's going to figure something out. And I think it's like that. God just wants to work on your character. So often we're like, we're praying, we're praying God, you're the author, so just, you know, write me into some thing. And he's like, oh, but I want to work on your heart. Like, I want to work on your character, you know, like I want, I want, you know, those, uh, how you're easily frustrated, you know, I want to work on how, you know, um, you're always spending all your money on selfish things. You know, I want to I work on your character. I want to work on your heart. I want to work on who you are. And then I'm going to write you. And then just, because they say that when you do that, when you work on the character, if you're a writer, it, it basically just, the, the story writes itself. Because you learn that character and the character just goes, the character ends up coming across injustice and he ends up wanting to do something about it. But yeah. So I just, I find that interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's not about whether, you know, we're a preacher or a painter. It's just about allowing God, God to work in our hearts. And, you know, so, so often we, and what I'm trying to say in this is we get, we, we think the decision is those external things, right? But it's actually allowing God to move on us internally so that, we can live out the story that God's called us to live. Um, so, oh, whoops, I just skipped one page. How the heck? Oh, no, I'm all good. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so God might, might have given Adam banana trees, but did you know if you, there's over 100 calories in each banana? Okay, so we have the freedom to choose, you know, go and go and eat whatever tree you want. But still, the thing about that is, yeah, we've got free will, but do you know there's 100 calories in each banana? So if you go, if you just still go eat, oh, well, God's given this to me, so I'm just going to eat, 
you know, 100 bananas a day, you, you're still going to maybe end up where you don't want to be. Um, <laughs> or you're going to get constipated. Did you know that? You, if you eat too many, too many unripe bananas, you get constipated. And so, <laughs> so 1 Corinthians 10 verse 23, I have the right to do anything, you say, but, every, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but not everything is constructive. So, you know, I just want you guys to know that we have the freedom to choose, but we still, we've still got to uh, be willing to live with the consequences of what we choose, right? Um, so Galatians 6, verse 7 to 10. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that he will also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the will from the fresh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the Spirit will reap, ugh, will from the Spirit reap eternal life. And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we'll reap if we do not give up. So then, as we have the opportunity, let us do good to everyone, especially to those who are in the household of faith. And so that's the thing. The, the freedom to choose um, and, and making decisions, it's not... It's not so much about, what is it? Like, God's going to love you no matter what decision you make. Like, you know, even if you make bad decisions. But the thing, is, the thing about it is what we, what we, it's more about fruit, the fruit of our life. So our decisions determine the fruit of our life, right? And so we've just got to be willing to accept the fruit of the decisions that we plant, the, the choices that we make, right? Okay, so Galatians 5 verse 13 For you were called to freedom, brothers, only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. So in all this freedom, in all this opportunity, you know, um, may we just not just look for our own selfish things, but let's let's look out for other people. And in our freedom, let's not not forget we still have to reap what we sow. (laughs) Um, You know, yeah, we've got... I hadn't actually listened to Sarah's message until last night um, because I was away last week. I was on Kids Church last week. Yeah, and then, and then I, I learned she actually talked about some of this stuff, you know, like, um, you know, we've got the freedom to go, in, go and eat triple choc and caramel ice cream, you know, every day all we want, but still the outcome of that is maybe not something you're going to desire, you know, so we've got the freedom to do it, but the fruit of it's still going to come our way, right? <laughs> Oh, it's so good. Okay, so the freedom, the freedom to choose, number one. Number two is the wisdom to choose, okay? So this is, I believe, God gives us the wisdom to choose. So that's, that was kind of an awkward segue, but that's what I was trying to paint, is that, yeah, we've got all this freedom and all this stuff, but we're still going to have to live with the consequences of it. So, obviously, I, I don't know about you, but I'm not that smart, um, and... So I'm just going to put it all on you guys. Maybe you're not smart either. So I think we need the wisdom, right? We need to be able to decipher. Okay, so if i got all this decision and I've got, I've got the ability and God's gone, go, go for it. You're going to go make the decision. Um, well, I think we still need some wisdom in that. We need to actually be, out, be able to decipher, should I eat 100 bananas or, you know. But, you know, there's more real stuff we're talking about just in our daily lives. And so we need the, the wisdom to choose, right? Hands up if you need the wisdom. Yep, we need some wisdom to make good decisions. It's, it's tough. <laughs> um, okay, so James 1, verse 5 to 8. 
I'll read it off the screen. It's a bit easier. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. That sounds like an, un, uh, an indecisive person, right? But the, the, and the trouble with this guy is it doesn't sound like he's going to get the wisdom that he wants because he's indecisive and he's probably trying to get the wisdom to make a decision. But because he's so indecisive, he can't even decide to choose God's wisdom. So he's not going to get... He's not going to be able to make the decision. This guy's, that, it sounds like us. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so when we ask, so I reckon God wants to give you the wisdom to make the right decisions. God, I don't think we're just left, you know, we're not left for dead. God, God hasn't just given all this freedom and all these decisions and all this opportunity and then just gone, well, you're, you know, you're going to figure it out. Like, I think God wants to stand beside us and I reckon he wants to give us the wisdom to be able to make good choices and to, you know, move into the next thing. And um, so I guess the encouragement in that is that when we ask God, let's, if we're going to be undecisive about what to do, at least be decisive about who you're going to trust, right? At least be decisive about, well, I don't have to know it all, you know, because the thing about God's wisdom is it's God's wisdom, right? And so... We don't have to know it all. And so this guy maybe sounded like, well, you know, he was unsure if maybe God won't come through and blah, blah, blah. So if you're, not, if you're not sure about the next step to take, at least be sure about who you're standing on and who, who you've got beside you. So then God will give you the wisdom, right? So we're not, we're not alone um, in, this, in, this life of, in this life of journey, <laughs> this journey of life. I've been sick all week. Um, Proverbs 3 verse 5 to 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Um, five to six. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. He will make your path straight. So, you know, in all this, wisdom, all this choice and all, this, all these decisions we've got to make on a daily basis and, you know, the, the further up you go in leadership or the fir- more roles you take on, only the, the more wisdom you need. You know, our governments need wisdom because they're in big uh, positions and, but we need wisdom in everything. You know, we need wisdom on what time to go to bed so that we can wake up properly so that we can, uh, you know, you might have to get the kids ready to school and you've got to be switched on so you can make good decisions at work. And, you know, we need wisdom from the top to the bottom. Um, but, you know, when we don't have the wisdom, may, may we do this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. You know, sometimes we just do what we can do and then we just give it to God and, just, and we just got to trust God. So if you're unsteady, in your decisions, let's just start with God and let's learn to, let's, we don't have to know it all. Don't, it says don't even lean on your own understanding, but acknowledge God in all your ways, in all your, in all your decisions, um, and he's going to make it clear what, what road to take, right? Um, so, yeah, this journey, it's, it's a journey of trust. It's a journey of, I reckon God just wants to build. The, the reason why he doesn't tell you everything that's going to happen along your life is because he wants to walk with you beside it. He wants, he wants to be right next to you in the next decision you make. And he wants you to learn to trust him. And, you know, in the times, in the times that you might not uh, know or you might feel God is silent, I reckon God's just going, go on, you make the decision. You know, I reckon God's given us the ability and the wisdom, and I reckon we can draw off 
God. But do you know another? Did we put? Can we put out that wisdom slide again? Um, the reason why I put people there, right, is we need other people so badly. You know, I reckon, man. <laughs> the amount of the amount of, I guess, choices I've seen people make, and even me and my and me and my stupidity. It's often been because I've been a lone ranger, right? And I haven't, haven't gone, gone to God first. Like, that's super important. But just lean off other people. You know, like, I reckon I'd be so much further along in so many areas of my life if I just learned to look to other people who'd, who'd done the journey, right? If, you know, if I wanted to go uh, up Pigeon House for the first time, I'm not going to go to someone who's never done it before. And I'm going I'm to talk to someone who's done it, right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to someone... Hey, did you go up Pigeon House? What's the best way to do it, you know? And glean off there. And I'm going to get up there with confidence and I'm going to get up. And they might even come along with me for the journey. And I'm going to get up this mountain way quicker and with way, have way more fun and way more stuffing around. You know, I'm about to get married in September and we've been doing pre-marriage counselling. And that's what it's about. You know, we're doing pre-marriage counselling with Josh and Sarah, amazing couple. And do you know, they've been married for 11 years, 10 years, 11, uh, yeah, something like that. And like, that, that's, and that's what you've got to do. You've got to get around people who've, got, who've done the journey, you know, like who've, who've done more than you. And so I reckon we can learn so much just by, just by learning to lean on other people, right? And that we can, I reckon, save so much hassle and so much... Um, grief in our own lives of decisions we're making and you know uh, just daily choices we're making by learning to commit to uh, learning off other people so oh, I love it life is life is so good and I, I think that's why there's so much mystery in life and this that's why there's so many decisions and because I reckon I reckon we're just called to do life together I reckon we're called to ask when we're not you know when we're like I don't know what to do here what do I do here you know when, and, you know, in pre-marriage counseling, we're talking about, you know, when certain things annoy you, like how to respond to that or like how to um, understand where the other person's coming from, you know, and all, all these, you know, questions and stuff, some of them we've, we're like, oh, yeah, we already do that. And then other times I'm like, yeah, we're going to have to work on that. And that's what it's all about. It's about doing this journey together and, you know, and it's about not leaning on our own understanding. Man, if you lean on just your own understanding, I... Bad things happen. Because <laughs> we can't know it all. And I, we're not supposed to know it all, right? We're supposed to lean on each other, ask each other for prayer. Man, I'm struggling in this area. I really need your help. Or even awesomer is, is to look out for other people who seem they're struggling and not tell them what to do, but just get beside them, you know? Um, okay, so Proverbs 16, verse 3 and 9. Commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. And then verse 9, the heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. Do you know, so um, you, can't, you can't steer a ship that's not moving. You know, um, sometimes we just got to take the next step and just, and just be confident that God's given us the wisdom, you know, in other people, in him, and he's given us the freedom to choose. So, you know, God's going to... I think sometimes we often have more faith in uh, Google Maps to, you know, when it reroutes, you take the wrong turn and then it reroutes. We often have more faith, you know, 
and it, oh, because I've often taken the wrong turn, I'm like, oh, don't, don't worry, it's going to reroute and then tell us where to go. And so, so often, I think we have more faith in that than God. You know, I think God is God's okay if we, you know, make a wrong decision here or if we, you know, stepped out here, but maybe it wasn't time. And you know, I think it's okay. And I think God's going to reroute and He's going to He's going to get you to where. Obviously, I think there are decisions that are fatal and they really can stop a lot of what God wants to do in your life. But, you know, in a lot of the journey, God's given us the wisdom, God's given us the freedom, and let's just, let's boldly make decisions we, as long as we have the right counsel around us. I, I actually read Craig Grishel post the day after I started writing this sermon. Uh, he said, if you want to make better decisions, hang out with wiser people. Um, so if we've got that godly counsel in our life, the people, we're reading the Bible, we're asking God, you know, we can make decisions confidently. And God's going to, and even if it wasn't maybe the best decision, God's going to reroute us and he's going to show us the way. Um, so, yeah. So consult people that are smarter than you. Third one and final one, okay? Not long. The power to choose, Okay. So this is the most important one. And so if you're listening online and, you know, you might think, whoa, there's so many decisions and, like, how do I even make the right ones? You know, I, can, I can't resist that Tim Tam in the fridge, you know. Like, I can't, you know, I can't, I, can't make, I can't make all the right decisions. This just sounds like a burden. The beauty, the beauty of this is that when, like I said, even in that, I guess it was saying it in that wisdom, God has actually given us the power to make the right decisions right? And I said at the start that our decisions are the most powerful thing, right? But in reality, our decisions, I see, are more like a a wire. They are a conduit for the power, okay? And so I plugged in my my hard drive the other day, and, you know, I plugged it in, and I was like, why isn't it coming up? And I'm like, oh, and I was like, so annoyed. I was like, oh, this always happens. And then I was like, oh, it wasn't plugged into the computer. And <laughs> so just the point I want to make there is that, you know, our decisions are important, but really what they're plugged into is the most important thing and how they can, our decisions actually can connect us to the right sources and our, connect, our decisions can connect us to the right people and our decisions can connect us to the right life source. Um, that's... That's the power of the decision, okay? And so, in my reading and preparing, I did a word search on decision, okay? I thought this was important, just to look up in the Bible, you know, just really dig deep. Um, And so, I came across the verse, Joel 3, verse 14. Multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision. Janeway? You don't have that verse? That's right. It says, Joel 3, verse 14. Oh, multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision, for the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. Okay? So I just was just reading about this, and um, that word decision there is the word, is the Hebrew word, and it's pronounced karutz. I listened to the little dude. You can press, you can actually press it, and it pronounces it for you. And he's like, karutz. I was like, there you go, karutz. Is everyone blessed by that? Yeah, all right, see you guys. Yeah, that was, that was pretty exciting. Um, but, and I started studying about this word karutz, okay? And I, I just found it super annoying. I was like, oh, that's kind of boring. Like, I thought, I, you know, I love doing the word studies. And then you're like, oh, wow, that's kind of linked to that. And, and when I, but, and I ended up 
figuring some cool stuff out. But when I first read it, I was like, that is weird. And I was just like, I kind of put my phone down and a Bible down and I was just like, God, what does that even mean? Like how, what has that got to do with decision? And okay, so there was three things that this word karutz or decision mean. And so the first one is sharp or a threshing instrument. And second, or diligent. I was like, oh yeah, that's cool. And the third one, which is I found real weird and interesting, it was a trench or a moat. And I was like, a trench or a moat? Do you want to put up that third slide up again? As the background? That's all good. The mouse is working out. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just sniffling. So a trench or a moat. And I found that really weird. And I was just thinking, God, what does that mean? Like, why is our decision like a trench or a moat? And I, I literally, I think I prayed and pondered. I, this is how I write sermons, lying down. And I was just like, what? And, but the more I thought about it, the more that's how my decisions feel. Is that, you know, sometimes making the right decision feels like I'm digging a trench, right? It feels like, that's what it feels like. It feels like I'm getting my hands dirty. And, you know, when if you want to dig a trench, you've actually, you've got to keep digging, right? You can't just make one good decision or take one scoop out and then you've got a trench, right? But, what I, but you've got to keep digging. And what I love about this is that that's what my, my, my decisions feel like. Sometimes making the right decision feels really wrong and it, for my body. It feels really hard to go to the gym some days. I'm like, oh, that is not a good decision. Or sometimes I really feel like saying something really nasty to someone. But it feels, you know, but you know you shouldn't. And so it feels really hard sometimes to say the right thing, right? It feels really hard to make good decisions. And I, I love this. If, if anything, I love the imagery of this. You know, some theolo- I'm not a theologian or anything, so, but I'm sure theologians have some things. But I love the imagery of it's a trench or a moat. It's, it's something that you're going to dig. It's, it's a hole. It's dirty. And that's what making good decisions feel like. You know, um, it, it feels like you're, digging, you're, you're creating a new pathway. And who knows, all this neuroscience, you know, uh, discoveries, is all, it's all like that. Making, making decisions is actually making physical pathways in your brain. And making new decisions, the, the, and, you know, learning new skills is actually, that's why it feels so hard because you're actually creating, it's like you're digging a new trench in your brain. And sometimes we're stuck in decisions that we've continually made over a long time and that's just the path we go. That's the way we think. You know, I've always thought like that. I've always reacted like that. And it's because we've created a trench and, you know, the power, the power of a decision uh, isn't so much the decision, but it's, it's like a trench, right? It, uh, we dig the trench and that's where the water will flow. So we, by making our decisions, by doing, by making good decisions in our life, we're actually allowing um, our life to flow in a certain direction. And so it's like making good decisions is like digging a new, I love, I love that. Um, I love that imagery. You know, our decisions, our decisions aren't the water, but they're like, they're like the riverbed. You know, we're creating the riverbed for the water to flow and the power to flow. And, the, fir- the first and foremost decision we can make, and even in light of this, you know, making right decisions and blah, 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 I think the best decision I've made and the best decision that I think we can make is just the decision to allow God into your life. 
and a, a de- that decision to take that step of faith into trust and into a relationship with Christ. And I, I see that making that decision for Christ, just like if you're digging a trench and it's literally like there's a river right there and all you've got to do, you don't need, you don't need a big thing, you know, you don't need a, necessarily a big shovel or you just need a little, you just need to pick out a little way of that river of faith and this is all faith towards God, right? You just need a little bit, dig that way, make a small decision, make a small step of faith. Just start by praying, you know? That's what I did when I first started thinking about God, you know, when I was in primary school. I just started going, all right, God, if you're real, make the wind blow. And, I, you know, but that, I think that's cool. God doesn't need, God doesn't need, you know, all the time a big decision. He just needs a little, he just needs a little bit of faith. And I think it's just like, if there's a big river, you know, God is a big river and he just needs you to just, just take a little step towards him and he's going he's gonna to rush into your life um, like that. And, yeah, so maybe, and maybe it's a big step, what, whatever that is. And so, but, the, but ultimately, I love that we're not alone in making these decisions. And, but God, God will never take that decision from you, as in he won't force you to trust him. He won't, he won't ever force someone to believe in him. It's always going to be our decision. And a decision is all we've got, you know, like... God wants to pour out his love on you. God wants to do amazing things through you. But it's all about our decision, just that small step of faith towards him. That maybe maybe uh, a practical decision is coming to church every week. That's one of the trenches that I've built in my life. When I first started coming, I remember when I first started coming, I heard some people, oh, I come every week no matter what. And I'm like, what? That's ridiculous. Like, what if the surf is good? Or what if that? And, but over the years, I've, I've learned the importance of it. And, you know, just, it's like digging a trench. It's, it's, a, it's my coming to church isn't the power. It's not, I'm just coming into a building. But it's, it's actually allowing a place for God to move. It's actually allowing a place here. God, you know, here's my trench. Here's my decision. I'm going to come every single week. And I reckon that allows God to flow in, right? And, um, you know, so that was one of the, I guess trenches I build in my life is that, hey, I come to church every week and I come, not just come, Adam was talking about this this morning, not just show up, but show up with your heart, show up, be present when we're in the presence of God. Um, you know, maybe it's going to a, a particular conference every year. You know, you might have a conference that really refreshes you and inspires you. I, I encourage you to do that. You know, it's just a practical way. Hey God, I'm going to make this decision, you know, like, I'm going to travel up there every single year. Um, that's what I do. I go to Hillsong Conference. A lot of these guys go to Shout Conference every single year. It's just a commitment. It's just, it's just me making a decision every year, making space for God to be able to move. You know, dig, digging a hole. Hey, God, come fill this area, you know. Um, you know, may, may, yeah, it's just our habits. It's our daily habits. Maybe it's reading choosing just to read the Bible, you know, read the Bible in 30 days in one year. That's what I've been doing. <laughs> That's confusing. <laughs> you know, uh, maybe it's going, uh, studying, you know, maybe you've, it, it's time that you're, you've just got to make that decision to open a new pathway um, for God to move. And maybe it's in the area of going to university or getting a degree in some area so that God uh, has room to move. Um, maybe it's counseling, you know, I, I need more of it. I, I, I went through a season maybe a year and a half ago or a year or something like that. 
Yeah, and I just really need it, man. I was, I was in a messed up uh, space in my mind and I just needed someone, uh, that counsel, I guess, just to be able to talk through my, my emotions and um, talk through just my thoughts and my decisions and my life and just get a different perspective on it. But, you know, that, that's, allowing, that's allowing God in. That's, a, that's an awesome decision that we can, you know, put a shovel in the ground and allow God to move in that area. Um, so I just think it's time. I th- so this is what I feel. I think, it's, I think it's time that we rethink some things. I think it's time that we allow God in our minds. It talks about all through the Bible is renewing our minds, you know. And I, I just believe that the old season... Um, had an old way of thinking and that was cool for them you know the Israelites in Egypt they had a certain way of thinking and that got them through uh, the slavery right they they got through that that's amazing clap hands clap but you know it actually took it took them 40 years or whatever to regenerate their minds enough and you know for people to rise up but it actually took a new a new mindset so mate you know whatever whatever yesterday was like whatever your old season was like you know um, I'm about to get married, right, in September. But if I, if I keep a single mind, as in the way I thought when I was single, it's not going to work out because I'm going to recreate a, situa- a situation where it actually needs a new way of thinking and I need a new decision. And, you know, the decision when I say I do on the September the 19th, that's going to be great and that's going to be an awesome decision, but it's going to be the daily decisions, that is really going to get me through. It's going to be, it's just going to be the little daily decisions. You know, everyone's going to clap on the day of, you know, the day we say I do. And I hope she does too. But, you know, it's going to be the daily decisions. It's going to be, it's going to be digging a hole. It's going to, it's going to be digging that trench. It's going to be um, for us to, and it's going to, it's going to um, uh, require a new set of brain capacity. And I think that's what God called you, called each of us in, is that whatever that looks like, whether it's in your business, whether it's in your family, I really think that now is the time to increase um, your learning and actually increase your understanding. And actually, God's going to um, lift you to a new level. Okay? Um, so we're going to finish with this chap, this little Bible verse. Okay? And I think it just kind of uh, sums it all up. Luke 6, verse 46 to 49. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I tell you? Everyone who comes to me and hears my words and does them, I will show you what he is like. And I love this. He is like a man building a house who dug deep, right? And laid the foundation on the rock. And when a flood arose, the stream broke against the house and could not shake it because it had been well built. But the one who hears and does not do them is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. When the stream broke against it, immediately it fell and the ruin of that house was great. See, the house was going to last for that old season when the weather was fine, but it, wasn't, it needed to dig deep and it needed to have uh, you know, um, a better foundation for the next season. I think what God's going to do in your life is what Leanne was saying before. It's, it's far above than you could ever even hope or imagine or dream or, or ask God for. And I think that's going to require a new level of foundation. It's going to require God to go deeper into your heart. It's going to require, hey, I'm going to make a decision um, to tithe. You know, I'm going to make a decision to be uh, faithful with what God's given me. Hey, I'm going to make a decision, uh, whatever that looks like for you. Hey, just take the next step and watch God move. Um, 
So I'll just pray. Yeah. Yeah, Father, we just thank you, Lord, for maybe let's all stand. <laughs> I've been standing this whole time. You can do it. Yeah, Father, Lord, I just thank you, Lord, for that you've given us the freedom to choose, God. Lord, and you haven't left us alone, God, but you've given us the wisdom, Lord. And Lord, you want to give us the power to make the right decisions, Lord. To, you want to float, you know, just with that little bit of faith, with that little next move, whatever that looks like for each and every one of us, God, to go, get up onto that next level, God, that you're calling us each into, God. We thank you, Lord, that you're, you're the one who's going to empower us, God. You're, you're, you're going to be the, the rock that we're holding on to, Lord. You're going to be the one, Lord. But we want to take that next step towards you, Lord. We want to be faithful with what you've given us, Lord. And we want to um, show up today and the next day, Lord, and, and keep digging good trenches, Lord. And maybe if, we're, if we feel like we're stuck in an old trench, Lord, just, you know, things that used to be okay in an old season or... Uh, you know, ways of thinking or ways of treating people or wa even ways of dealing with your money or, or ways of whatever that is, Lord, you know each and every heart here, God. And, and I just pray, Lord, that you would just move in each of our hearts, Lord, and take us to that next level, Lord. And Lord, I just pray for anyone here, God, who, who might not even have a faith in you, Lord, just, or maybe if you're listening online, that, you know, you're not too sure about this, this guy, Jesus. You're not too sure about this whole God thing. Well, I, I just want to encourage you, whoever's listening to the sound of my voice, that God loves you, that He sent His one and only Son for you. And He's never going to force you to believe. He's never going to uh, make you believe. It's just going to be about you taking that first step. Maybe it's prayer. Maybe it's asking someone. Maybe it's asking that Christian friend, hey, what's this Jesus guy about? Maybe it's pick, about picking up a Bible for yourself and just trying to discover it for yourself. You know, there's, there's a, a, a next step for you to take. And so, Father, I just pray for each and every person who might be in that point. And I pray, I thank you, God, that you love them, Lord, and that you sent you one and only son to die for them. And I pray that they'd be able to come to you today. And yeah. Amen. Thanks, Ryan. That was cool. Uh, we're going we're gonna to sing. And, um, and if you're in a, in a place of, of decision and, and you need someone to stand with you, encourage you to come at the front we, we can pray for you for that but if also you're in a place where you felt like you made a decision and, and you and it, it might not necessarily been the right decision and you don't know how to get past that I encourage you to come up with the, the prayers or you know David in the Bible made a decision when he stood on that on a hill looking down at Bathsheba he made a, a, a bad decision you know it led to a, adultery and murder and and that but the thing that got David past that moment is he had that, that contrite heart. He had that heart of repentance. And and if you're in that place where you're like, oh, I'm, I've stuffed up, I've, I've made a, a poor decision, I encourage you to to come before God and, and, and open your heart and allow Him to work on that because, you know, David was never demoted from kingship even though he made that decision. It was the motive of his heart that allowed him to stay the, the path. So, you know, we're human. We do make mistakes. and that, But the way we handle that after is one of the most important decisions we can do. So we're going to um, 
sing a song and if you want prayer for anything like that I encourage you to come up the front or you just want to just connect with someone um, do that as well